All right. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Barefoot Church. I'm Pastor Steve, and sitting out here in the bright sunlight of Brigantine, New Jersey. Behind us is, is the bay. Uh, to that side is the ocean. And so we're, we're about in, the, in between. Uh, I want to start this morning by reading something that you probably are very familiar with. Um, and we'll start with John uh, chapter 3, the Gospel of John um, and uh, chapter 3. And if you think you know this, you do. Um, it goes like this. I'm reading from a, uh, a version called Easy. And it's easy because it's short sentences and small words. And it's written to easily understand. So I'll read Easy uh, easily. God loved the people in the world so much that he gave his one and only son. Emphasis on God loved the people of the world. He gave his one and only son on their behalf, on the people's behalf. So as a result, everyone who believes in the son will not die. Instead, they will live forever with God. God did not send his son into the world because he wanted to punish people. He sent his son to save people in the world from punishment. God will not punish anyone who believes in his son. Again, God will not punish anyone who believes in his son. But some people refuse to believe who is the one and only son. God has already decided that he must punish people like that. Let me do that again. Some people refuse to believe who his one and only son is. God has already decided that he must punish people like that. Light has come into the world, but some people did not love the light. Now, realize in all of this, Jesus is the one who is talking here. Uh, this is Jesus's words. So when he refers to the son, when he refers to God, he's talking about his father. When he refers to the son, he's talking about himself. And when he's talking about the light has come into the world, we know that Jesus is talking about himself. Uh, light has come into the world, but some people did not love the light. In other words, some people didn't love Jesus, the light. They loved the darkness instead. That was because they were doing bad things. That's why God has already decided to punish those people. Everyone who does bad things hates the light. A person like that will not come to the light because he is afraid. He does not want the bad things that he has done to show clearly. But anyone who does what is true will come to the light. The light will show clearly that he has been doing what is right. Everyone can see that he has been obeying God. A couple keys in here I emphasized. Um, one was that um, God loved the people of the world. So much that. Uh, another was the understanding of the salvation, that, that God has already determined those people who don't follow him, that don't accept his son, that don't follow the light, uh, have God has already determined to punish. And it's, it's a decision that's made. Do I believe Jesus? Do I follow the one and only son? Or do I not? Do I accept the love of God? Or do I not? Do I continue the hate? Do I continue doing the wrong? not doing right, uh, because God has already determined that punishment will occur. 
And the reason we aren't punished as believers is because we believe in the Son. We believe Jesus. We follow the light. We believe the light. Therefore, we are, quote, saved, unquote, meaning God won't punish us because he provided Jesus as our Savior, Jesus as the way that we can follow God into eternal life. Now, very interesting thing happens. Um, that's, that's John uh, chapter 3 starting with verse 16. And I wanted to read it out of the easy version to make sure we are on the same page. Understand what is being pronounced. Understand what Jesus is teaching us about the relationship of the Father God, our creator, to us. He loves us. He provided his one and only son for our salvation, that we might have eternal life, that we might follow the light into eternal life. Now, an interesting thing happens in Jude, and, and I want to focus on the book of Jude. Uh, Jude is uh, written by um, the brother of James, and we know that Jude has three other brothers. There were four brothers, and we also know that Jude um, is a brother of Jesus. So there are four brothers, um, and Jesus is one of those, and Jude is one of those. And I'll be reading out of the version called The Message, The Message. And I'd like to start with Jude, um, very first verse, the last part of that verse. It goes like this. Those loved by God the Father. Now, remember what we just read in uh, John 3.16. Uh, those loved by God the Father. And the, the answer is God loves all. God loves people. God loves his creation that he created. And so the first part is those loved by God the Father. And then we continue, called and kept safe by Jesus Christ. So the understanding here is that Jesus has called. Follow me. Uh, welcome me into your life. Uh, follow the light. Drink of the spring of living water. And so forth. Jesus has called. And some of us have answered that call. Some of, has, some of us have responded that, yes, Jesus, we want you in our life. We surrender to your will. Uh, and, and as we learned from the easy of John 3.16, uh, there are some who do not. They choose not to follow God. They choose not to follow the light. Or they choose to follow hatred and, and, and uh, despicable behavior, uh, unspeakable behavior. And we know that what the result is, the punishment. God's already decided that. And so here we now see that there are those who have been loved by God, who are loved by God, and they are called by Jesus Christ. And they've answered, and they are kept safe by Jesus Christ. Now, kept safe. Interesting Greek wording here. It actually means to be guarded by or to be watched over and protected by. <clears throat> and so the wording here is, God loved you. He provided his one and only son, Jesus Christ. And those of you who have been called and who have accepted that call are guarded and safe. You are watched over and protected by Jesus Christ. Now, Jude continues writing here, and he, and he has a, a series of three words that are extremely important. And his words are relax, rest, and open. And that, that was relax, rest, and open. Now, Peterson in the message, uses those words, and I like them. Um, now, if you read something, something else, like King James or Revised Standard or any of the others, you'll see a different wording. But I'm going to stick with the first one first, the relax. And so Jude says, relax. 
And the reason I want you to relax is that everything is going to be all right. So number one, because God loves us, because he provided his one and only son, because we've been called and accepted the call of Jesus Christ, and because we are kept safe by Jesus Christ, relax, relax. Everything's going to be all right. This is Jude writing. And number two, Jude says, relax, I told you already. I want you to rest. I want you to rest. Because everything is coming together. That no longer are there parts flying in different directions, but rather everything is coming together into a whole. So rest. Take it easy. Rest with assurance that everything is coming together just as God plans. And that has to do with our personal life. It has to do with our corporate, our, our ecclesia life. It has to do with what's going on around us. Jude's word to us is rest, rest. Be comfortable, rest. Everything is coming together. And then the third, the third of the three that Jude mentions in this, this uh, verse two is open. So relax, rest, and open. And the open is uh, open your hearts. Make your hearts open. Um, receive with open hands, with, with open heart, with, with an openness. And what you are to receive is love. And, and the Greek wording here is not only just love, but love in abundance, love that overflows, love that is more than, than anyone could possibly need or understand or even think about. So Jews' whole thing is open your heart. Love's on its way. Open your heart. There is love that's in abundance. Open your heart. So relax because everything's going to be okay. Rest because everything's coming together. God's in control. And open your hearts because love, love is in abundance. And so the first two verses of, of Jude, it's extremely important to dwell on, to think about, to pray on, um, to reflect on, to meditate on. Because something important that Jude is telling us, that God has something in mind. He loved us. He loves us. He loves everyone that he made. All people of the world, God loves. And second, uh, we're called by Jesus to believe, to uh, be welcome, uh, to welcome him into our hearts, to welcome Jesus into our lives. And we are protected. We are safe. And therefore, we can relax, we can rest, and we can be open, receiving abundant love. Now, something else happens a little later in Jude, and it happens starting with verse 20, so Jude 20. And, and this, is the, this is the sentencing that occurs. But you, dear friends, so Jude is writing to us as, as uh, brothers and sisters, and he writes to us as dear friends, ones, ones who are friend to me, ones who are in the ecclesia, ones who are friendly to me, kind to me, that I can be friendly to and kind to, uh, a member of the body of Christ. But you, dear friends, and listen to his first wording here, carefully build, carefully build. And, and the, Greek, the Greek wording here for build is there has to be a strong foundation. And so on that basic, on that strong foundation, you then go higher. You go up, you build. 
and the, the emphasis here again is building carefully. So make sure that you have a selected foundation. Make sure that you have a strong, solid foundation. And then build, grow, go higher and higher and better and better. So, but you, dear friends, carefully build. Nobody build. Build yourselves up. And then Jesus tells us what is that foundation? Build yourselves up in the most holy faith. The foundation we build on is faith. The foundation we build on is holy faith. The foundation we build on is the most holy faith. And from that, we build better and better, stronger and stronger, higher and higher. And then he continues, Jude continues. How do you build carefully? How do you build on holy faith? Well, you build by praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Now, those, those of us who are spirit-filled understand that. We're, we're praying in the Holy Spirit. We're speaking in tongues. We're praising. We're, we're glorifying God. We are expressing our most inner with God's Spirit himself. Those of us who aren't Pentecostal or who aren't charismatic say, well, praying in the Holy Spirit means that we intently pray, that we, we seek God's guidance. We follow God's guidance of his Spirit in our life, but we pray earnestly. Okay. That's fine. The point is that we carefully build, built on most holy faith by praying in Holy Spirit. And then Jude continues, make sure that you are staying. So carefully build and, and pray in Holy Spirit and make sure that you are staying right at the center of God's love. So the direction here from Jude is build Build on solid, holy faith, most holy faith. Uh, pray in the Holy Spirit and stay right in the center of God's love. Don't deviate somewhere else following something else or someone else. Don't deviate the other way and start turning off the movement of God's spirit in your life. Following God's love. Don't, don't go more than, don't go less than, don't go right or left, don't go higher or lower. Follow God's love. Make sure you stay right in the center of God's love. And this is Jude. And he continues, keeping your arms open. Now, we've heard open before, having the open heart. Jude is saying, keeping your arms open. Keeping your arms open. And he continues, Keep your arms outstretched. So your arms open and outstretched. Got the picture? Carol, got that picture? This is Jude that speaks. Keeping your arms open and outstretched. Ready, and, and, and Jude continues, keep your arms open and outstretched, ready for the mercy of our master, Jesus Christ. And the wording here for mercy um, when we, when we look at the New Testament writings, especially here in Jude, uh, the mercy actually does mean compassion. Um, have your arms open and outstretched to receive compassion, ready for compassion. It also means to uh, receive covenantal love. Covenantal love means God has promised us, and we can count on that. God has told us, I love you bushels and bushels and bushels overflowing in abundance. And we 
rely upon that. We trust that. We stand upon that. And so the mercy is compassion. The mercy is the covenantal love. God promised it, and I believe it. That's it. Love. And the, the mercy means the love of God giving directly. The love of God given directly to us, to you, each one. The love of God is directed toward us individually. Mercy. Mercy also means that the punishment that God said was going to be due to those, because of our acceptance of Jesus Christ, because of our faith in Jesus, because of our submission to Jesus, because of his death on the cross, because of the sacrifice, because of redemption, because he paid the price, because he rose again, we are not held accountable once we accept him. No longer is the punishment due given. Instead, we have mercy. Instead, we have God's compassion toward us, God's love directed exactly toward us. We have the forgiveness. We have the completeness. We have the wholeness provided by God's love. The result then of, of the building carefully, the result then of praying in the Holy Spirit, the result then of, of staying right in the center of God's love, the result then of having open and outstretched arms is the mercy, is the mercy. And therefore, the resulting ever-ending, never-ending, unending life. And Peterson ends this sentence with, this is real life. And we've talked before. About, about the mortality versus immortality. We've talked about the perishable versus the imperishable. And here again, Jude is reminding us, when we have our arms open, when we have our arms outstretched, receiving the mercy, recognizing the mercy of God in Jesus Christ, we have unending life. We have the real life. Life here on earth is only the flesh, as we've talked about before. Life here on earth is only temporary, as we talked about a mist. Remember that? A cloud that vaporizes. Life here on earth is only determined by God, its length or its shortness, and if we take that next breath. But what we are promised, what we are promised is real life. Real life. When we leave this body and join God in the mansion that Jesus prepared for us, in his presence forever. Let's pray. Father, it's a, a good way to understand Jude, um, a writing a book, Lord, in the Bible, written by the brother of Jesus. A, a writing in the Bible, Lord, that is very short. It has no chapters. It just has verses. Lord, thank you for providing us um, chapter of uh, the book of the writings of Jude. And Lord, for verses one and two and verses 20 and 21. Thank you, Lord, for John writing in starting with 316 about what you have in mind of providing Jesus the Christ. And then Jude writing what you have in mind to be forgiven, to live in mercy to live in belief and harmony with God, that we might relax, we might rest, 
that we might have open hearts to receive your love in all kinds of ways and express that with open, outstretched arms as we recognize and celebrate and say hallelujah to mercy. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Love you. Blessings to all.